Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who love gaming, and today we are going to be answering some questions from our listeners. Please rate our show five stars, leave a written review, and come sign up on Patreon. We are funded by our listeners, and you can support the show starting at five bucks a month, which will give you access to two bonus episodes monthly. You can check it out at MultiplayerSquad.com. Okay, time for some introductions. I am your host, Paul. Coming up first, Michael. What weapon would be your preferred choice during a zombie apocalypse? Um, I have this Japanese uh, katana-inspired machete thing. That's the best <laughs> way to describe it. Uh, it is very sharp on multiple like ends. It comes to a square at the top, and I feel like this thing is just going to last forever. And I feel like I can slice through the air like the air is butter, except its air is actually easier to cut through than butter. But I think this is my, this is my weapon, because I'm going to get close and dirty and just, you know, it's small quarter combat. Oh, wow. We don't even have to go hypothetical. You actually have your katana sword at the ready. Oh, and I think he's grabbing it. I do it. want to see this, because it's like... <laughs> oh, okay. It's not, yeah. That is not anything it was, like It was literally a within reach. Michael, you did not even know I was going to ask you this. It's like Japanese. It's like it's a machete, but it's like katana inspired, and it's it, this is oh, really I sharp. like how... <laughs> All right. Well, that, you could do some damage with that, Michael. Yeah, You're right. It's just a square machete. How it, does that look like a katana? You'll have to come see. It's very heavy, but not is is Japanese. Whatever. It's awesome. I just can't believe that Michael had no idea I was going to ask this, and he didn't even have to get out of his chair. It was literally within reach. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a gun at my desk, so if someone breaks into my house. It's either this or oh, a gosh. Starship Enterprise uh, putting uh, iron. All right, now Josh has an axe. Apparently, I'm the only one that doesn't keep melee weapons. <laughs> oh, where's at your my weapon? Desk. You just, yeah, where's I don't your melee know. I've weapon? Got, I've got nail clippers. <laughs> oh, he does. He's is got nail good? clippers right now. Oh, is this going to help? I, I oh, would run. If you guys. came at me with nail clippers, Paul, I would run uh, in fear. <laughs> I'd hit him with the not katana. This is crazy. I can't believe you both have this at your desk. All right. And then, you know, joining us is Josh. Josh, what's the most embarrassing moment of your entire life? Oh, <laughs> man. I Do we have time for this story? Is it is, is it uh, family-friendly appropriate? It's kind of, sort of, not really, maybe a little bit. Let's just say that I was in college. I was coming down a stairwell to leave the building. My class was over, and I, a friend of mine had said something down the hallway, and I looked down the hall, but I was leaning towards the exit door to like push the door open. 
So I wasn't looking the way I was going. And apparently I put my hand out to push the door open, but somebody had already opened the door and was standing in the doorway. Oh, no. And instead of pushing the door, <laughs> I straight up just put my hand straight on her chest. And I mean, oh, like man. just mm-hmm. as, as bullseyed as I could where it should not be. <laughs> and then I turned, I looked, and like it caught me off guard. And there I am standing with my hand on this poor girl's chest. And then I just like leapt back and like, embarrassment there was probably four or five other people around that all saw it i was just mortified i was like oh my goodness i am so sorry thankfully she took it you know really well and laughed and was like yeah it's okay (laughs) but i don't think i've ever turned that shade of red in my life I actually think I have a similar answer to one of our questions today. If we get to it too, it's kind of I don't funny. get embarrassed easy. I'm such a goofball that like I just don't care. So it, I, I don't really get embarrassed. I think that one only embarrassed you because it involved another person. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, how funny! All right. Well, this is a listener submitted questions episode. Believe it or not, we have not done one of these in eight months. The last one that we did was actually before Michael officially joined the show. And, you know, we've done these from time to time. I think they are a great way for us to connect with our audience. And we've, we've even had some questions come in that were so good that we did entire bonus round episodes on it. Yeah. Like I remember Frodo Garfield asked, what are your top 10 individual games? We ended up doing a full hour on that on a separate episode. So, you know, what are you guys most excited about with these listener question episodes? I love just the fact that some of them are about gaming. Some of them are about us. You know, I like that there's just such a variety of stuff. I mean, people out there that are listening to us hear us all the time and we just hear each other talk. So it's not like we always get to hear from the listeners. So I feel like this is one of the few ways where the listeners actually get to kind of participate back. And and I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. Very similar here. Two things, actually. Thing number one is I'm... I'm just excited that people care enough to ask us questions. Like it's it's very humbling that like they want to know the answer to how we'd answer these questions. It's that's cool. Like just it's nice to be cared about. The second thing that I'm excited about is just hearing whatever nonsense comes out of your mouths and how I'm going to disagree with it. <laughs> we also have some listeners that I think are are are, uh, are, are trolls. When they're throwing out some questions here, I really hope we get to some of these. They're not even all necessarily kind spirited, but we've got some questions here about like if the other two hosts were hanging on a cliff, which one do you save? So we've got some gaming related questions. We've got some madness coming up. And the way we normally handle these is we just take turns picking a question we want to ask. We all answer it. If it requires some debate, we'll engage in some of that as well. And we'll basically just keep running until we've filled an hour of space. So we have fielded these questions from Discord. We have a free Discord. If you want to join, there's a link in the episode description. We also fielded questions on social media. So you can connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at MultiplayerPod. And uh, basically, we just have a nice giant list of questions here. Anything to talk about before we just dive right on in, guys? I just if this is your first episode, don't tune out. I know a yeah. lot of times people are like, I don't know enough about this show to hear these guys answer questions. I promise it's going to be worth it. And what better way to get to know these strange voices than to find out whether I like mayonnaise on my French fries or not? That, yeah, that, well said. It's true. Yeah, it's it's funny because a lot of people are like, I, I don't I don't know these people. I don't care what they have to say. There's going to be some video game funness and some wholesome awesomeness, anyways. So just keep just stick around. Yeah, we'll still have plenty of gaming questions here along the way as well. 
All right. Well, let's dive on in, boys. Josh, you want to take the lead and read the first one? Can I start off? I'm going to just pick on Michael right away. Oh, because oh, <laughs> sure. everybody knows I love picking on Michael, and he's such a good sport about it, too. I only pick on people that I like, by the way, Michael, so oh, that should tell you something. Thank you. My heart is warm. Um, have you ever had any kind of if emergency or interruptions on the show? I mean, I've I've come close a couple of times, and both times, in fact, it was two times that I almost number twoed. <laughs> So two two <laughs> equals twice the embarrassment, but uh, no, I don't think that I. I, I looked at it, I was like I, I was close like twice, and it was funny because I didn't think we ever like stopped the show ever. And I think it was like four months into this, we finished an episode. And at the end of the show, I was like, guys, I'm so happy. I I can't stick around. I got to go to the bathroom. I think b- both of you guys were like, if you really have to go that bad, you can just tell us. And I'm like, okay, then I'm just gonna do that next time because it's almost happened twice. <laughs> We have lost an episode or two after recording. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. Happened. Yeah, we can talk Did you about see that. Michael's face? Uh, okay. That's yeah. Yeah. Just, I think the light bulb just went off. <laughs> I was like, why is it on Thanks for sharing your poop really... story, Michael, but that yeah. was really what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kicking it off with a hot log oh, of doo doo and also a C drive. Uh, easily a C drive malfunction, right, guys? Like, oh, there was something wrong with the C drive. So we, just to pick on Michael, we, I think we've all done this. I, I recorded from the wrong microphone one episode, and we didn't know it because we hear each other differently than than how it actually records. Um, and so this has happened to all of us. But most recently, it happened to Michael uh, because we recorded an entire episode. And then at the end, when we're saving our files to send to Paul to do the the audio magic on it, Michael goes... Uh oh, guys, and that's never a good thing to hear, like ever. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, "What do you mean, uh oh?" And he's like, "My f- uh, my recording didn't save." And we're like, "What do you like? What?" Oh, it saved, but he said it was like four minutes long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so what happened, Michael? <laughs> well, uh, apparently, when I stage all my files on the recording software, and then I go and I render them down to a WAV file, I stage them also on my desktop, which is on my C drive. And there's four hard drives in my computer. The one that is by far the smallest is the C drive, and maybe or maybe not, it had like I don't know, fifty episodes on it, and it was completely full. Yep, and there was no room for this episode. I don't even remember what that episode was on. Did we record again the same night or did we push it for the I next day? I think we we went to the next we day. Pushed it. And then, we pushed yeah. it. Because we were just like, no, man. <laughs> it was a long one, too. It was like over oh, an hour. It was so. a long one. Yeah. I, I really want to know what it was now, too, because then people could probably go back and listen to it and say, like, does this sound like it was re-recorded? You know, because nope. the people will s- never know because we are professionals. I know which one it was. I know which one it was. It was the either or episode because we changed a lot of the questions. Oh, it was the right. would you rather? We did switch them up. It, was it was the would you, you rather. rather. That's yeah, the right. Ones, we did. We came up with a lot of new questions on yeah, that one. Yeah, the ones that fell flat. So the ones that I asked, we just picked new ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're totally right, Michael. Yeah, I, at some point, all of us have ruined one episode. I completely ruined our episode of Borderlands Three, which was with me, Josh, and Todd. And the funniest thing is that Todd famously always had his um his headphones super loud. And so whenever I would hear his wave files, I could very faintly hear me and Josh like in an echo through his headphones. And so when my file got ruined, I just listened to Todd's file at full volume 
wrote all of my lines and re-recorded them all in real time because I didn't want Josh and Todd to have to re-record. And I always said, like, I am not an actor by any means. I'm terrible at anything like acting. And that was my performance of the lifetime because I thought it sounded good enough. It sounded very good. I and could, I just I, sent clips to Josh. I'm like, can you tell? <laughs> I could not tell, and I knew That's what brilliant. happened. And I it, so now now that people are listening, go listen to the Borderlands three episode and see if you can tell that Paul was acting out yep. his responses for all of that. It was it was really well done, Paul. I have to go listen to that now. I got to hear it. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Nothing makes you feel dumber than trying to fake laugh but make it sound genuine <laughs> at things that you know are coming, but it ended up working out okay. So <laughs> we, we've all done it at least once. Oh, what a good one, though. All right. Michael, you want to take our next question here? Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. Uh, do we say who asked the question, by the way? Because I have who asked this one. I forgot oh, if, if you want to. Not, you can give but... a couple shout outs here or there. All right. Well, uh, Wayno one had a good question here, and I, I, I know the answer to this one, clearly, and I just want to know if you guys are wrong or not, but if the three of you were lost in the woods, who would be the most likely to survive? This is a That's very easy. easy one. Josh, go ahead. It's me. This is your time to shine, buddy. It's, it's me. I, I, I feel like I'm the handiest <laughs> of the bunch of us. I, I don't know how handy Michael is, but I'm a handy dude. And I love being in the woods, in the wilderness. So while I am no survivalist by any means, I would have no problem just chowing down on some beetles and some bugs and stuff like that to stay alive. I feel like I do pretty well compared to like the both of you. And you pretty much watch nothing but survival TV, which I think has I also prepared you. It does, yeah. I could, uh, I could yeah. live at least a day or two before I die. He can make, uh, he can make a rope out of some palm fronds and uh, go <laughs> make a, I don't know, latrine, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really good at that. Uh, no, I, I actually think it probably is Josh. I, I surprisingly, I am an avid camper, and I am a very roughneck camper when it comes to camping. Like I will go, and I will have just my camping cot in a backpack where everyone else is bringing tents. Um, I've camped by myself for two nights in the woods before. Uh, middle of nowhere. Had no problem with it. Can start a fire with almost nothing. However, comma, I think that because bugs eat me alive, I would probably die real fast, whether it was my own accord or not. And also, Josh is more of a survivalist because he watches those TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am built for the city, guys. I hate camping. I do not like being outdoors. I exclusively vacation in places like L.A. and Las Vegas. Uh, since we live in Phoenix, those are both just a short drive away. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to go for sure. Uh, but I do like that question. I also really like uh, this is actually a two parter question because the same person submitted part two. If the three of you were lost in the woods, who would you eat first? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a two parter. Uh, can I just volunteer myself as tribute to help you two survive? Because I'm fine doing that. I don't know, man. Michael, Michael looks pretty <laughs> delicious, man. You know, <laughs> like put him on a spit the, over an open fire. He's got the nice hair. We might be able to. We we might be able to make like a hat out of out of oh, his beautiful got, flowing hair that he's got. Michael hat hair. Michael hair hat. Oh, jeez. Um, I. First of all, how dare you for asking this question? Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. That's so weird. I guess since Paul volunteered, I mean, I would feel bad, but we'd, we'd make it quick. Sure. <laughs> I'm fine with that. 
I'll, I'll anything to help you two survive. I'm fine with. I feel like Josh would be tough. Like I would. He, his meat would be like it's because I'm old, isn't it? Is, it, yeah, is this an age? Uh, hey, yeah. hey, beef jerky's delicious, Michael. It might be well, tough to eat, but it's delicious. Well, and also, honestly, we couldn't kill Josh because he's the one keeping us alive. So if Paul Ooh. and I kill Josh, it's like um, we're gonna die fast now because we don't yeah. know what we're doing. So <laughs> it'd be for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, Josh, he wears schmedium shirts. I feel like there's just not a lot of meat. You're not going to get as good of yield no. out of Josh. So it's going to be lean. He's going to be like every bite's going to be like fillet, though. You know, like it's going to be like a fillet. Like it's just very lean, very neat. But there's just not enough there. You're like, I'll take the ribeye. Yeah, I was thinking more like turkey. It's just going to be <laughs> it's going to be lean, flavorless, <laughs> dry, <laughs> old, dry. Yeah. Turkeys. <laughs> going to need some gravy with that one. All right, Josh, you get the next question here. Oh, it's my turn again? Okay, this one's... Here we go. If um, This one's an easy answer for me. So I will just ask, if you could remove one food from the earth, what would it be? Can I guess what your answer is, Josh? Yeah. Is it mushrooms? That is very, very close. It's kind of like a 1A and a 1B, but I think there's one that I actually hate more than that. I, I have a little bit of a hot take on this. I would. I, I don't want to remove any foods. All foods can be good if they're prepared correctly. Well, but if I have to, answer. if I have to, I'm getting rid of squash. I am not a fan of gourds. Huh. I hate pumpkin. I hate squash. Anything in that family, uh, I tend to not like nearly as much as other things. So yeah, I'm going to get rid of squash if I have to. Even butternut squash. Yeah, I'm not. See, because I don't like zucchini and yellow squash. Like, I can tolerate them, but I've never eaten it and go like, "Mm, "This zucchini is delicious." But butternut squash can be real good, man. Like in a soup or what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do do you use it for anything else? Not that I can think. I don't think so. It's very butternut squash, very one dimensional food. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) mine is eggplant. I cannot tolerate it. Oh my goodness, it is the most. I would say that or liver, but I don't think most people would think about liver. But my dad used to make liver when I was a kid, and to this day, I think I can still smell it and know what it smells like, and I can taste it, even though I haven't had liver in like thirty some odd years. It's gross to me, but eggplant overall. It left that negative of an impression. It that really you did, smell dude. 30, Livers, 60 years later. Ugh. Yeah, That's weird you said squash, though. It's weird you said squash because I'm like, you know, I, sure, why not? Like, I'm like, I don't want to get rid of any food, but like squash, I'm never like, oh, man, you know what I want with my steak tonight? Squash. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'm like, no, so sure, get rid of squash. Mine was a little more oddly specific. I would get rid of fish sauce. Um, oh, and the okay. reason why, the reason why is because if it's done it right, like fish. <laughs> no, it really kind of doesn't. It's got kind of a weird flavor to it. It's more the smell. It, yeah. If it's done right, you'll never notice it's there. If it's done wrong, you want to throw the whole dish away. And so I've gone to like Korean restaurants or Thai restaurants where they use a lot of fish sauce and I'll go and I'll be like, I am so excited for this meal. And I'll go there and I'll be like, I'll take one bite and be like, Oh, such a letdown because there's too much fish sauce and it ruins the whole meal. So it's more that it ruins the meal than I don't like it. It's it's fine, but if there's too much of it, it makes the meal trash. I, so. I love that Michael will roll the dice with fish sauce, where for me, it's an instant no, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. oh, this looks great. Oh, wait, it has fish sauce. Never mind. <laughs> Michael's like, yeah, give it to me. Maybe I'll try. Oh, yeah, no, this is terrible. Or, uh, yeah, okay, this is good. Yeah, it's very easy to overdo it with the fish sauce. So I, I see what you're saying, Michael. That that makes sense. All right, Michael, I think we are back to you. All right. 
So I, I have to ask this one. And we're, we're, we're promised we'll get into some video game questions soon. But this one I've just got to know the answer to. If you were near a cliff and saw the other two house hosts hanging off of it, who would you save? <laughs> so the aforementioned troll question. I know my answer. Oh, you know your answer that fast, I know my Michael? answer. Yep. All right. Um, I would make love to Josh. I would marry Paul and I would murder myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the question. <laughs> this, this took an awkward that's my turn answer. here. Do I get a say in this, this Michael? <laughs> I do not consent. <laughs> is, is this what it takes for you to pull me up the cliff? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your best offer, Josh? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. I'm just, I'm just letting go. I'm letting go. <laughs> I can't even oh, breathe right now with just. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Um, I've, I, my answer is easy. I'm, I'm neither one of you guys. You're on your own. <laughs> Josh is going to just kick us both off. What all right. You, so well, so no, are we all, we're all dodging this question. This all right. <laughs> right. right. I'll, I'll, I'll give a true answer and, and, and I'll explain why this comes down to numbers and it comes down to math. I'm going to save Michael only because he has kids that are a lot younger than Josh and I feel like that would only be fair. So that way, uh, Michael's youngest daughter, who is four years old, is going to have more time with him. That's the only reason. I've, I've also lived a longer life. That's a good answer. I've lived a right, longer yeah. life. You know, it's like I'm closer to death than Michael is. It's not know? personal. It's just math. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. No, I agree with this answer. I thought you were going to take the math and say, well, Michael weighs about 15 pounds more than Josh, so Josh is going to be easier to pull up. Therefore, it's a numbers also, game. I save Josh. My real answer is I'm saving Michael because Paul dissed me, so you can just fall, Paul. That's you fair. I, I accept. <laughs> fair Troll judgment. question yeah. out of the way. Oh, man. Yeah. I Cable, you are not kind for that question. Right. <laughs> but thanks for submitting it. All right, maybe we actually should get to a video game question here. Let's see, what do we got? How about... Has there ever been a video game that makes you so mad that you broke a controller or a keyboard or something like that? Uh, does any racing game I've ever played count? Like, oh, do racing games trigger you? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, racing games. Um, I just, they make me so frustrated because, like, you're just, like, so close to the checkpoint. Or, like, um, maybe I could just specifically say, like, Mario Kart with my kids because I'm like, why does the person in first place never get, like, a heat seeking shell? They only get, like, the banana peel. Like, I'm I'm always in first place the whole race. And then my kids hit me with, like, the super shell. And I'm like, this is not fair. This is not fair. That's. Oh, you, don't, you don't like the built-in handicap. That's correct, yeah. And also, whenever I'm playing a racing game like that, and like I'm doing really well, I start to get like really sweaty hands, and then like right before the end of the game, like if it's a serious racing game like Gran Turismo, something like that, I always like I'm I'm doing the best time ever. Maybe I'm gonna break the best record on my machine, and then I know that at the very end I'm gonna mess up because I get inside my own head and I miss a turn and I die or something like that. So that's the only time I've ever gotten that frustrated with a game. What about you, Josh? I feel like we sort of talked about this on our Rage, Rage Quit episode, Quit. but that was a I, long time ago. It was. I'm trying to think. I mean, I have definitely gotten mad at certain games. I I don't break things necessarily. I tend to whine. Like, I'll just, come on, that's so unfair, man. This game's cheating. Like, that, that used to be one of my favorite lines. A lot of the old Nintendo games that were super hard. 
Um, if it, if somebody is cheesing something like in a competitive game, like I do remember playing like some fighting games, and it's like there would be a combo that you couldn't break out of, you know, or something like that, and I'd just be like, "Learn some new moves, loser," you know, even though they're <laughs> kicking my butt or something like that. Yeah. Um, I would. I think in recent memory, because I've calmed down later in life, is the Ornstein and Smaug from Dark Souls Two. Yeah, um, I've mentioned that once or twice, but I think that's the most aggravated I have ever been at a game because I love a challenge and I love overcoming that, and I could never beat those freaking losers. <laughs> yeah, I've never thrown a controller. I have definitely sworn to never play this game ever again with friends and the last one i can remember doing that was whatever madden had larry fitzgerald on the front i think it was like madden 11 and i just remember uh, by the way madden also famously really strong handicap so if you're up like four touchdowns you're just gonna start fumbling all the time to try to make the game close but i was playing with my buddy andrew and i was trying to call a fair catch and the game glitched and i was i was yelling out loud to my friend it's not fair catching it And the second my guy caught the ball, he intentionally hit the truck stick button. My guy immediately fumbled the ball. And uh, I I just immediately turned off the Xbox and said, I'm never playing Madden again. And that's probably the closest you would get to me uh, rage quitting and and getting really mad at a game. So that's did you ever play it again? No, I don't think so. I don't think I did. Paul Paul is a man of his word. If I say I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. All right, Josh, back to you. All right, we'll keep it uh, we'll keep it gaming related here. What are the most emotional games that you've ever played? Ooh, I like that one. I like this one. I think there's an yeah. easy answer, but I'm going to go for for me the easy answer on this one is the Telltale Walking Dead series. We've talked about that. That that game just really punches you in the gut, pulls on your heartstrings. Um I really liked Firewatch. Paul, I know you don't agree with that, but I felt like there was something about Firewatch that really just kind of pulled you into the the story between the like your main character and Delilah. Um you know, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is another one. Paul, I know you don't agree with that one either, but when you make it yeah. to the end of Outer Wilds, <laughs> there is uh that's a really, really phenomenal like get your emotions going ending as well. So those are probably my top three. I didn't know. I didn't know we were also covering most overrated games. Oh, oh that's man. a different question. That's the one. <laughs> just cue what Josh just said for yeah. me for most right, overrated right. games. What, what about you, Michael? What comes to mind with emotional gaming? So I also had Last of Us on here, um, just because the opening scene and so forth. Telltale's Walking Dead, but oddly enough, um, I have two on here, which because I'm like emotional, it doesn't have to be necessarily like an emotional story game. I have World of Warcraft on here just because, like, the emotions of, like, the high of, like, we beat the Lich King. Me and ten of my friends or nine of my friends getting so excited about it after beating our faces against those fights for week in and week out. A very positive emotion. But actually, my really one of my number ones is a very old game, Gears of War 2. Mm. surprisingly enough, because like you spend like the first half of the game kind of from Dom's perspective trying to find his wife, Maria. And when you find her... It is devastating. And I don't know if we're in spoiler territory or not, or if there's oh, a deep gears dive. Oh, Gears 2? Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so like you, spend, <laughs> you spend so long, like, he's got this picture of her, and he's looking at it, and, you know, it's him and her. I'll always be with you, Dom. Love, Maria. Well, you find her, and she has been turned into one of these, like, zombies, kind of as an experiment. And 
he basically has to kill her and like he's a mess and it's it's right before act three i think and it was just very powerful um that that it went that way and it's kind of funny because i bought the special edition uh the metal tin cover and the games was designed that when you open that one of the special features you get is an actual hard copy of that photograph and it falls out on the ground as you open it and you look down, and you're like, huh, I wonder what this is about. And like in that game, that's kind of how it happens is he's so despair. He shoots her, the photo falls to the ground. And it's, it's a very way to tie real life into the game, but it was very emotional. And I, I still to this day would like to go back and play that game if it was playable. It's kind of really not, but and go cry to that part. That's some really clever packaging. You got to give them credit. Yeah, for it was that. well done. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. Uh, for me, the first thing that came to mind was Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. You know, really play on this whole theme where the kid's dad dies and the two brothers go on this long journey. And uh, was it their dad who dies or their mom? I don't remember. I think anyway, it was the mom. Maybe the mom dies. And then the dad gets sick or something. Yeah. And then they're out trying to get like a potion to save their dad. And uh, since we're in spoiler territory with these games, what ends up happening is the whole game you're using both kids. So like on a controller you've got your two thumbsticks that control the two brothers and you use different buttons like the triggers for the two different kids to do things together as a team. And at the end of the game, the older brother dies. And so it's just the younger brother by himself. So you've got all of this like grief and loss and it's a pretty heavy game plays on some really, you know, mature grieving kind of themes. And um, that one to me has a really both beautiful but also really sad ending and i think anyone who's played brothers absolutely loves that game it's always like three dollars highly recommend playing it if you never have it really is it's a good memorable game and you're right you can get it like super cheap now too yeah all right well we are going to take a short break and we will be right back with some more multiplayer gaming podcast okay we are back michael i believe it is you oh wait who asked the last question I was did. that you michael oh that's josh no, it was all right me all it right, was Michael. Yeshua. <laughs> We're back to you. All right. So, if you could remove one video game from the earth, what would it be? Is this where we all just say video Fortnite? Game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I... I, I can answer if you want, because I, I had mine pretty quick. I would say Fallout 76, because it was the first time that I think, to me, Bethesda became fallible. Before that, I had left all their games. I was all about them, looked forward to Fallout 76, picked it up, was so disappointed by it. I was like, I'm not sure if I can ever play a Bethesda game again, because I was so disappointed by how mishandled it was. And then also, it's the one that currently creates a doubt in my mind about Starfield. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I think I will just give the easy answer of Fortnite. I think because of its immense success, everybody thought they needed to put a Battle Royale in their game. And we started getting Battle Royales in Call of Duty. And now we're even seeing rumors Battle Royale is coming to Overwatch 2. Or, or maybe that's even confirmed. But I feel like Fortnite was just too successful. And it kind of just kind of changed the gaming industry in a lot of ways to maximize on that success. And I kind of feel like every game tried throwing in the same features. And I think it's kind of stymied creativity in gaming. So I'll just say Fortnite. My answer is going to shock you guys, and it's going to get deep for just a second. But it's, oh. it's EverQuest. Believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> now, I know that's going to come as a huge shock because I have very, very fond memories of EverQuest. Michael looks very sad right now. I'm going to cry. But EverQuest did two things 
Number one, it consumed my life for multiple, multiple years. I played that game way more than was healthy for any normal person to play. Like, it was bad. Like, you you hear about those people that play a game for like 12 hours a day every single day. That was me for years on EverQuest. And so that was probably not the most healthy thing for, for me or, you know, my, my wife at that point. But that said, the other reason is because I have been chasing that feeling. Mm-hmm. That that wonder of going into your first MMO since EverQuest, and if I had never played EverQuest, I have to wonder would I would I like I wouldn't have that feeling to chase at that point. So would that then by nature kind of elevate everything else up? You know what I mean at that point? Because it's like I don't right. know that I'll ever recapture that sense of wonder and awe of like diving into your very first MMO. And so as much as I love my memories with that game, I would say that I'm probably better off if I had never actually played it. So better to have never loved than to have loved and lost. Is this what you're saying, Josh? I, I mean, I don't think I subscribe bit. to that. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, but it's just, yeah, I think I would say like, I wonder like if my gaming, like if my just baseline for gaming would be different on what games I like and what games I don't like would be different because it's kind of like everything has fallen short since then with the exception of like a very, very few games, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's tough. But I, I think that I would say that would be the one that I would kind of wipe from existence. Yeah. When you said EverQuest, I was thinking it was going to go one of two ways. Either one, you wanted that countless thousands of hours back to do something else, um, even though you liked it, but right. you know, you were a youthful lad at the time. Or if it was what I was hoping it was, which is exactly what you said, because it, it's, it hits it on the nose. Like, will, every, will anything ever capture that again? But a layer within that, too, is what if you had never played EverQuest? Would you feel the same way about World of Warcraft? Like, as the as now, that MMO that you compare all to and well, want And I say, think a lot know? of people yeah. do, to be honest, because, yeah. I mean, I know, like, Paul's super big into WoW. Has anything ever captured you the same way that wow has no and not even close right not and, even and remotely close. right exactly and that's the thing and so it's like you know i know we all love mmos and we're at a, like i'm definitely at a point where i could play one no issues now or anything like that but it's just it's almost like it kind of ruins it a little bit you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know it's a tough question but i that would be my answer i think do you think in our lifetime we'll see a jump in gaming that provides that feeling again, whether it's something through VR or something similar to like brain dances and cyberpunk where it's like you're actually living it in your brain and it's not even on a screen? I do wonder if we'll see something like that maybe 20, 30 years down the road where maybe we'll get another big jump in gaming. I think like you'd have to have like the Oasis from Ready Player One. You know, it there would have to be, you know, and I don't think it's going to be the metaverse, to be honest with you, but I do think it would have to be something where it's such a large leap to where the interaction with people is is almost almost like realistic instead of that virtual like avatars waving at each other like that's really cool but the novelty wears off really fast but i would think yes i mean we're always innovating as people so i i want to say yes yeah i'm really curious to see where gaming goes even like 50 years down the road it's going to be so different all right, well, let's move on to the next question here. All right, here's one that I really like. I don't know about you guys, and I, I am revising it a little bit. So this one came in from Legendary Jake. He asked us to list our top five Disney movies. That that seems a little much. How about just our number one? What is your guys' favorite Disney movie? Or do you have one? Disney movie. Yeah. Um, probably The Lion King. It's absolutely The Lion King for me. 
Oh, well, I I have no idea. Um, I recently I really like Jungle Cruise, but the only re- <laughs> the reason why I like <laughs> Jungle Cruise is a really <laughs> yeah, it's a really stupid reason why is because the soundtrack in that movie is phenomenal. The way that uh, they melded melded uh, James Newton Howard's like Metallica esque score with like the big reveal in the movie. Having it be Metallica's Nothing Else Matters, but that's also the score of the movie is Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. I don't know. I've never thought of that before. Um, but maybe maybe The Lion King, since that seemed like a popular <laughs> hit. <laughs> I like how Michael's just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to say that. Oh, I love The Lion King. Now, granted, I was the right age when it came out, so I was 10 years old. I remember seeing it in theaters, and it has one of my all-time favorite movie scores, so Hans Zimmer is the one who wrote all the music. And the scene at the end of the movie when Simba's gone on this full journey and he's got all of this self-doubt, all of this guilt over the death of his father, and then walking up Pride Rock to take over as the new leader. And when that music kicks in, it's incredibly epic. It is one of my all-time favorite scenes. Now, I'm going to assume that we're talking about cartoons in Disney in the traditional sense, because if we're talking like recent Disney, then uh, like Avengers Infinity War and Endgame would be. Oh, yeah, that's good. Technically, that's Disney, but I don't think that's in the heart of the question. Yeah, I would still go Lion King anyway. Every once in a while, I'll make a list of my top 10 favorite movies. And sometimes Lion King sneaks in there like eight, nine or 10. If I've seen it recently, I'll put it in there. I really love Lion King a lot. I think a lot of people my age would also say Aladdin. I think that's my wife's favorite, but that one pops up a lot. Finding Nemo would be my second favorite, like Disney cartoon. All right. Coming back to you, Josh. You got our next question ready? Oh, boy. Um, let's see here. This, we'll just, this will be a very, very quick fire one. Is it acceptable to dip French fries in mayonnaise? The answer is no, you heathen. <laughs> That's disgusting. Get out of here with that nasty condiment. Now, Michael, you can make your case for me. <laughs> Michael's like, why do I need the fries? <laughs> that, that's, I was going to say, is it acceptable to dip fries in anything but mayo is the, is the better question. Yes, of course it's acceptable. It's even fantastic and wonderful. I, so, yes. Th- dude, it literally the thought of that makes me nauseous and i do not get nauseous very easily at all (laughs) the thought of it makes me want to go get some now (laughs) are you a ketchup fan josh or do you see them playing no i'm a i'm a i like the i like like barbecue or honey mustard or some other like flavor to dip like ketchup's fine like i don't have anything against it but i just prefer like stronger flavors um Mm. and so i usually wind up dipping my french fries in like honey mustard or barbecue sauce i gotcha I would actually edit my answer and say, to be honest with you, it is acceptable to do it, but I really prefer my fries plain. No, really? no sauce. I, I, I just want the French fry. Uh, I'm all about that ketchup. Yeah. Give me ketchup all day. I would not dip fries in mayo unless that mayo was mixed with ranch seasoning and milk. I, I, I would not mind <laughs> fries in ranch. I do not want it in plain mayo. Absolutely not. Not no. my cup of tea. No. All right. Well, Michael, swinging back to you. Next question. All right. So on this one, you know what? Let's do uh let's do another quick one um here. It's a make love marry murder. Um PC console and board games. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I think we're all fans of all three. We are. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. Um I know my answer. 
Go for it. I would marry PC gaming, make love to board gaming, and murder console gaming. Yeah, that's where I'm at also. I feel like we're in agreement a lot this episode, Josh. It's kind of scaring me, Paul. Yeah, I don't, I don't a little like bit. <laughs> We've been recording too long. <laughs> just, you just, just throw one more Elite Dangerous question on top of this, and your love fest will <laughs> flourish forever. Um, I'm a little bit different. I'm close. Marrying PC gaming... Um, Oh, you know what? It's not make love, marry, murder. It's a keep trade cut. I read it wrong. Ooh, both, both questions. It's the same thing. Okay, because I was going to say I would, I would probably murder board gaming. The reason being is because I, I feel like like you can play. Huh, Michael? No, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually for a more opposite. I'm lazy. I'm lazy, and you can play almost any board game on a PC or a console and so i get the best of all worlds and i don't have to worry about losing all the monopoly money or the little shoe or anything like that because it's on the tv we're good to go done all right first of all uh i love board games and i'm talking about good board games yeah i mean monopoly is fine but my son james has really gotten into board games lately and so we've been playing terraforming mars josh you and i have played that game together in the past uh gloomhaven we've been getting into again with me and my kids I love a good board game. The number one thing, though, is just the setup and the teardown. Like, I used to play a lot of Gloomhaven with Josh and, and Todd when he was on the pod. And I would have to set up for a good 45 minutes before Josh and Todd would come over because it was that much work. And then we would all help tear it down, which is a little bit quicker. But it is, it's got that element of work to it when you're playing board games that have a thousand pieces. This is exactly what it's like on this podcast. You spend 45 minutes to four hours building it up, and then Josh and I tear it down. It's very true. There is a lot <laughs> there of you go. that. Sorry, Paul. It's a good metaphor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, rest in peace, console games. Uh, they're getting murdered by me and me and Josh. Yeah. All right. Next question here. The way this one's worded did kind of make me chuckle. This one uh, came in on social media. Could you give us an update on Todd? How's he doing? Does he listen to the show? Does he try to give you guys input about the show or is he just like, forget you guys? <laughs> um, I mean, in all honesty, I think he's like, just forget you guys. <laughs> Only in regards to the podcast, yes, not, like, in life. To- yes, not in not life. Not in life. I just mean when no. it came to, like when Todd left the podcast, he just left the podcast. Like, I don't yeah. think he listens. I, I don't think he cares one bit. I think he just kind of went, yeah, I'm done with that. And, and that was that, you know, we are still friends in real life. We play games together. Um, you play know, all Overwatch that. Like, two he, together. Yeah, exactly. So there is absolutely zero like ill will or, or any of that stuff there. But strictly for the podcast itself, I think Todd is just out. out yeah. And, 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 and sometimes people ask because they missed when we talked about it on the show, but. He moved to the other side of the country to be near his family. And between the time zone and the fact that Todd and his wife, Bonnie, had just had a baby, it just made it too hard for him to play games. And I think it was like he took a long leave of absence while trying to adapt. And eventually he was kind of like, you know what, this just isn't really working. And so, you know, Josh and I kind of left that door open. But I don't I don't think Todd really turned around to look at the door. I think he was just kind of out. But yeah, we absolutely are still friends with Todd. Uh, he's also my brother-in-law, so it would really be bad if we were on bad terms. Uh, oh, yeah. We're very close. <laughs> I think it's funny. I've actually only met Todd in real life a couple of times. I've played games with him several times. 
But I, I think if I were to actually say anything to Todd, I think I would say thank you. Thank you for oh. leaving <laughs> because I enjoy this so much. I love being here. And it's like, th- thank you for leaving so that I could show up. But um, I will say this too. I love the fact that there's people that have been with this show long enough to remember Todd. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's actually like I mean, honestly, it's but that's a like that's a great thing to know is like that we have fans out there that have been such longtime listeners that they remember the days of Todd. You know, they think like, "Hey, how's he doing?" That kind of stuff. It's just really neat to me. Yeah, and 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 like we always say, we have to give Todd credit. Todd was the one who actually made me and Josh show up and start recording. Yeah, so he was the one who took it from a hypothetical to okay, well, this Friday, we're going to meet at this time and let's record. And, you know, that's how the whole show started. So he deserves all the credit. I will say I was cursing Todd when I had to sit down and play Elite Dangerous and go, Todd, you did this. (laughs) You know, I couldn't Todd still be here. (laughs) This is your fault, Todd. How dare you never be playing this game if it wasn't for this podcast? Oh, if we had Todd, though, he'd be making us play the old Halos. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for my question here. Coming back to you, Josh. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, man, apparently there are a lot of food questions in here. Dude, they're <laughs> right? all food. I'm trying not to pick all food. Like, Every question's about food. Were people hungry when they were writing in <laughs> Right. This? All right. I do like this question. This is a good one. What is the game that you have spent the most amount of money on? Oh, that's that's World of Warcraft. Now, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Besides that, because I, my initial thought was, well, for the years that I played EverQuest at fifteen bucks a month, that's probably. But take the MMO out of it. What is the next game in line? It's four thousand games tied for sixty dollars each. Really? I don't think I. I don't think there's a game I've ever spent more than sixty bucks on, other than <gasps> WoW. Hearthstone for me. Oh, like honestly, those packs? I, in, the, in the heyday of Hearthstone, I it was. Dude, they'd get me, man. And and you, you like we don't like cosmetics. I don't buy battle passes. I I have tipped the makers of Rocket League with buying some keys back in the day when you had to open the chests and stuff, you know, as just like a thank you. But dude, Hearthstone in its heyday when I was really into it, I would spend twenty dollars to buy however many packs that was, ten packs or whatever it was, and then I wouldn't get anything. And then I'd be like, I mean, what's another twenty bucks, man? You know. So then I'd do another twenty, and then I was like, okay, I get a card I want. And it's like, all right, cool. That that's forty dollars, man. But I would I would do that like you know not like all the time, but way more often you know in hindsight than I probably realized too. So. Hearthstone probably got a good $300 out of me over like the course that I played it. I would like to defer my answer and not answer. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like no, Michael's no. got some game that's like $800, and I would not oh, be shocked. No, I bet it's more it than is, that. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I don't know if it was that much, but it might be. And it's also World of Warcraft, but it's not because of the monthly subscription. It's because they changed mining sometime after Wrath. And made it very difficult for me to use my original primary source of income. And I like having a lot of money in games. I like to be able to be like, hey, if I want this thing and it's tradable, I can just go buy it. And so I was like, you know what? Looking at my budget monthly, and if I, if I can get myself to not buy, but go ahead and buy multiple of those coins that you could buy for platinum in-game per month, not per year... And I would do that. I was spending like 50 bucks a month on in-game gold. Not the illegal way, like that WoW doesn't want you to do it, but by buying those 
like $15 coins that would allow you to get like 30,000 platinum or gold or whatever it was. You know what I mean? And either that, it's probably also tied with Overwatch loot boxes because I'm a skin uh, fanatic. So, <laughs> Not, yeah, I, I bought a lot of loot boxes. I was going to say, I might hold the record for most money with World of Warcraft only because it was $15 a month over right. the course of like eight years. I remember at one point, and this was pretty early on, I did the math and I was like, I've spent $400 already on World of Warcraft, and that was like the first or second expansion. Like, that adds up fast. And if you play a game like that for years, it's a lot of money. I didn't think about the DLCs because they charged for those. Were they full oh, like yeah. $60 for the DLCs? 30 bucks, I, I think. I think they were right? usually 30 or 40 Yeah. On top of the I think subscription they were fee, though. Well, they would give you one yeah. month of free subscription with the, oh. the new expansion. Oh, how generous. Yeah. Yeah, so you got <laughs> so to nice save that 15. <laughs> yeah. But you put your credit card info in first, so it auto-charges. You can't cancel it. <laughs> you know, one of those things. Yeah. All right. I think that was Josh's question. Are that we back me. to you, Michael? See, uh, I, cannot, I, I, I cannot let the podcast go without asking this question, because I'm really curious what your answers are. Um, what is the most unexpected and jaw-dropping cutscene you can think of in a game? This one made me think. I saw this question and I had to actually stop and be like, uh, like there's a lot of them. But then I started thinking like jaw dropping cutscene. Like, man, that's tough. Like there's moments in games, you know, but cutscene alone. And then it hit me. Return to sender from Halo 2. Okay. Where the Master Chief takes the Covenant bomb, that big, weird-looking, spiky bomb, coffin-looking thing, and he takes it out into space and goes dive-bombing through this huge space battle going on between the UNSC and the Covenant. And I that whole thing at the time was bananas. Number one, the, the technological aspect of all of that was really astounding at the time. And it was just awesome man it was like there's space cruisers getting blown up there's like you know explosions and all this stuff going on and there's master chief with this big bomb and he's taking it back to the covenant and you're like yeah and it just that was a really really good one that's i really did i i need to play more halo games because i i've heard a lot of like really cool moments from those i just never played them yeah the The old ones are kind of dated i was gonna say you'd have a harder Uh, time you kind of miss that window on those although let's get a remaster halo infinite (laughs) is really good the 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 campaign of that's really good and it's like six hours it's pretty short but it's fantastic if you have a good answer for this michael i'll just jump in and go in the middle because i don't have a great answer I, i i think i might have set my new personal record of not bringing up mass effect in an episode but i'm gonna do it now so in Mass Effect 3, there if you go Renegade Shepard, there's a scene that I find very upsetting where over the course of the last two Mass Effects, Morden, who is a scientist, has come to terms with the fact that he has created something that was uh, not okay morally, basically to stop the violent Krogan from giving birth. He creates something called the Genophage, which causes them to not be able to give birth, and it's to control the Krogan numbers. And he realizes later in his life that that was wrong, that he did not have the right to do that. And so he does, he figures out a way to cure it. And so you go with Morden to the Krogan home planet, and he says he's going to go disperse this through the atmosphere, and it's going to cure the Genophage. And if you're a renegade, Shepard, he pulls out his pistol, shoots and kills Morden. 
Every time we've talked about this before, you've defended the genophage. Hell, I had to talk you into saving Malin's data. How can you change your mind now? I made a mistake! I made a mistake. Focused on big picture. Big picture made of little pictures. Too many variables. Can't hide behind statistics. And it's just, like, very dark and bleak. And Morden is my all-time favorite video game character... And so I find it very upsetting to like watch that cutscene. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so for me, that's that's what I'll pick. You can go look it up if you want. Shepard shoots Morden, and I'm sure it'll pop up. I might just save that so that I can play it and see it, or and and get more of the depth from it because it sounds pretty disturbing. But I don't know if I'll play Renegade <laughs> Shepard though. So yeah, nice Shepard is uh, Paragon Shepard's the way to go. Well, that's nice. Uh, mine is really, um, I, I took a while like Josh did as well, um, to think of mine and then it hit me. And then I had to go and make sure this actually was a cutscene and not just a part of a game, but it's absolutely a cutscene and it's the Vader reveal in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, because yes, you're there, dude. And, and like you're talking to the seventh sister and she becomes on her side. I changed and my you answer hear to that the one. Faint. I forgot yeah, about, you fear, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But you hear the faint like, and you're like, oh, did I hear that? Because at first it's so quiet. You're like, did I hear that? You have failed me, Inquisitor. Avengers. And then he comes yeah. rising up. And then what happens afterwards, of course, is, you know, he, she's like, avenge me. And he just, he just mows her down, just cuts her in half with one lightsaber strike. And then your like mentor friend, who I forget her name, but she's another Jedi mentor of yours. She goes running towards Vader, and with a flick of her wrist, he just sends her over the edge of this crevasse or whatever. And it's like it's insane because it just shows like, wow, like Vader's here, and he is how he should be, super powerful. Now after that, it's a series of quick time events and so forth, but it sets it up for the the final act of that game, and it, it shows you what you should see in a game. You should not be a Jedi apprentice going toe to toe with Vader. Probably not. No Jedi. He is the most powerful <laughs> Jedi or Sith there is. Period. And the rest of the game, you're literally just running away from him. And it, but it sets it up so well that you see it like that. Dude, and I'm like, that it's perfect. That's such a good answer. I actually nominated that exact thing in best gaming moments. Uh, one of the deep dives we did. Uh, I can see that. And and I, it's hard to explain, but when you go through Jedi Fallen Order, your guy gets stronger and stronger. And you start becoming this like true Jedi and you just think like, I'm bad now, man. Like, look at all this. And then you come up against Vader at the very end of that and you realize you are an insect. Yeah. <laughs> and and all is, the people around you are insects yep, too. And it, it was such an awesome moment. So I, I, I kudos to you, Michael, because that's I think that might be one of my favorite, actually. <laughs> a good one. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right, let's let's bring it back to food cuz why not? All right, this one requires that all three of us come to a consensus. So we got to This is never All right, here's happen. the rest. We got Here's the rest of the show. <laughs> we got to do some, you know, leaderboard consensus here. Uh best let's instead of saying three best flavors of ice cream, let's just say one. All right, as a group, what can we agree as a consensus is the best flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate so chip. So it can't be obscure. I was going like to say mint chocolate, chocolate chip, chip too. Oh, Michael, oh, do you hey. not like that? Oh, what is happening tonight? It's like my least favorite. I can't stand least it. Least favorite. What's your, yeah, like, what, what, are, what are your top two or three, Michael? Well, it's pretty obscure. I love butter pecan. My all-time favorite. Mm. And then I'm, I'm a vanilla enthusiast. Like, <laughs> curious. I love vanilla. Um, 
and then maybe chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> but mint chocolate chip is like far, far down on my list. That's just, I don't think of it as even ice cream. Like it's like that's minty. Uh, no, go away. Okay, so butter pecan, vanilla, and what else did you say? Maybe like cookie dough. So plain. I mean, cookie Michael likes okay. plain. He likes the so he likes the plain, like boring ice creams. Kind of, yeah. All right. All right. If, okay. if mint, sorry. If mint chocolate chips not available, I would nominate coffee or chocolate. Ooh, We're gonna have to go somewhere really in that good. in that realm. Coffee ice cream is deceptively good and yet very underappreciated. It's underrated. If I can, if I can say the Jamocha shake from Arby's counts as coffee ice cream, I am on board. I'll, I'll allow it's, it. It's a coffee. <laughs> I guess, they call it a coffee ice cream. But the problem it, for me is so I like your really wild flavors, and I like to chew my ice cream. So I want like Mixins. eight different pieces of candy and like brownie bites and Heath bar and stuff like that in my ice cream. Now I despise. I don't know what evil individual came up with putting gummy worms in ice cream no, ooh, or gummy that's bears. Bad. That Terrible. person needs some psychological help because that is the worst thing I've ever seen people put in ice cream. Um, so, but yeah, I like, I mean, I like just tons of stuff in mine. Like moose tracks or I like, like moose tracks, which is weird. Oh, because you know. I don't want, I don't want the just big chunks of chocolate candy. <laughs> like there's actually one called a monster cookie. Uh, yes. That, I've had that my wife gets and it's Tell got like, makes it. it's got like five different pieces of cookie plus like Reese's pieces in there and, and, and little pieces of peanut butter cup and like all this other stuff. It's phenomenal. It's a good one. Yeah. I feel so bad because if I would have just been apathetic and been like, yeah, sure. Mint chocolate chip, then we'd have moved on. But I'm like, <laughs> vehemently, no, no mint chocolate chip. Well, it sounds like um, you're a fan of mocha. So maybe like a chocolate coffee ice cream. Sure. Is that close enough? Can we say we'll that? Go with it. I like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with, with it. it. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to bed crying. If, if we have to go on a consensus and we're all like, hey, guys, we all have to get one ice cream, I think we would all be like, sure, this one sounds really good tonight. Let's get that. ice cream now. I, I know. My too. favorite, which they don't make anymore, was Baskin Robbins. It was uh, vanilla, uh, French vanilla coffee, and it was like half... French vanilla half coffee, and that was so good. The other, there is one actually, uh, Turkey Hill. It has to be that specific brand, chocolate peanut butter. It's yeah. the most amazing. I don't know what they do, but the, it's got these like actual veins of peanut butter through it. And then the mm. chocolate ice cream is like a multi type chocolate. And let's go with that it's one. So it is, I'd be it's fine with probably that too. my let's favorite just, no, let's ice go cream with that one. Like, flavor <laughs> ever. I've never been more excited than hearing veins of peanut yeah. butter. I'm, yeah. I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> I'm actually eating these Tillamook ice cream sandwiches right now, and one of them is a chocolate peanut butter, and it's got these peanut butter veins in it. So I'm like, yep, I'm all about that. Yep. I'm texting my wife right now. I, I know I'm eating healthy, but I need I need Turkey Hill chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have today, guys. We're all right to the yeah. store. We'll see you later. We actually really are actually out of time. So that's very Aww. good timing, Michael. Yeah. As a reminder to everyone out there, you know, come come join us on Discord. It's totally free. We'd love to connect with you guys. We'd love for you to give us questions to answer in the future. We'd love for you to follow us on socials everywhere at Multiplayer Pod. Michael runs our socials. He even posted a TikTok video uh, fielding the questions. So we're starting to get a little more active on there despite our yeah. old age. Uh, Why many TikTok audios is one TikTok video showing me looking super old. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, it's actually not illegal for us to use TikTok uh, despite our old age. And then uh, we will be back on Monday with... Is that a bonus round, guys? 
Monday no. is no. Well, Monday is this, and then it's the Cyberpunk. Dude. Oh, Cyberpunk. I'm an idiot. Yeah, this is yeah. this is Monday. <laughs> so our next episode will be on. I'm like, Thursday. wait, what day Paul's is thinking it? about October? ice cream now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I got ice cream yeah. on the brain. So Thursday we will be back with a twig episode for this week in gaming, and then we will have our Cyberpunk deep dive coming up for you guys here soon enough. And I think that's about everything. Come join Patreon, MultiplayerSquad.com. We'd love to have you there. And I think we're ready to wrap this one up. Any closing thoughts? If you haven't left us a review, please leave us a review as well. We read them on the show. We check them all the time. They really, really help the uh, the show. Other people find it as well. So if you haven't taken the time to leave us a review, take five seconds and do that for us. Oh, that'd be so wonderful. Also, if you have a chance, just share this podcast with a friend today. Yeah. We'd love we'd love it if you do that. We would love that. And as a closing tip, do not stand on the edge of a cliff with Michael or you might find yourself in a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> look at you. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't look at me so like big. that, Michael. <laughs> His eyes were so big. I was like, it's more of a joke about just how you know what, Paul. All right, let's get out of this show, guys. Yep. We'll see you later. Cheers all. all. Right. See you next time. See you everybody.